On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to chat with Adam Hannon from Commerce 12. So another agency owner, but very interesting. He was talking about e-commerce operations. So these guys help in all sides of operations. So besides essentially everything besides marketing. So they have some partners that help them with that. Really interesting to get his insights on where the efficiencies are when it comes to operations, right? We all have to operate our businesses and some of us are good at it and some of us aren't. Uh, if you guys have been listening to me for a while, I mean, this is 200 and whatever episodes, 240. And you'll know I'm really bad at operations. When it comes to actually operating a business, I am not good at that. Really good at vision and at pointing the ship in the right direction, but not good at operations. I would highly suggest if any of you are feeling like you aren't good at operations, listen to this podcast. If you feel like you are, again, I would say listen to this podcast. I think you guys are going to get a ton out of this one. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash slc so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially before we begin i just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor gorgeous look If you're looking to scale and improve your customer service without scaling your headcount, I highly recommend Gorgeous. Gorgeous is the number one help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce stores. It combines all of your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your support team tons of hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. With Gorgeous, you can easily use machine learning to automate responses to your most frequently asked questions. And if you're on Shopify, you can edit, return, refund, or create an order right through Gorgeous. This frees up time so your support team can focus on complex questions. Brands like Olipop, Deathwish Coffee and Steve Madden have reduced their response times and increased efficiencies. And I just want to say that we use them at every single one of our brands and it saves us tens, if not hundreds of hours a month. So book a demo at gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S today. And mention the Secrets to Scaling podcast for two free months. Now on to today's episode. Hey guys, I am back and uh, this is Jordan West, by the way, uh, Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. As you guys know, I just love to bring as much value as possible for you guys listening. Today uh, is absolutely no exception to that. We're going to be talking a little bit more about operations, but we're going to be getting into all sorts of stuff here. I have got Adam Hannon. I am super, super excited to have him on. Adam, Welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Uh, tell our audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. 
Thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate you having me. So I own a, an operational e-commerce agency that's called Commerce 12. Uh, we run around 25 direct-to-consumer sites all on the Shopify platform. Unlike a lot of agencies that focus on one specific silo, we do, you know, like many agencies, we manage, you know, companies marketing, but we also do fulfillment and photography and customer service and artwork, social media management. You know, we run budgets and P&Ls and do product purchase on behalf of our clients. So we really are an operational one-stop shop for the brands that we represent. Wow. That must be a big operation that you have there because 25 brands uh, running all of that, I can imagine, I, I just can imagine the headaches, you know, like <laughs> I'm thinking about the brands that we own and I'm like, okay, that's a lot of, that's a lot of stuff times that by five. And that would, yeah. Yeah. I, fortunately I have, I have a, a very experienced and dedicated staff. You'd be shocked as to how small that staff is and how much we're able to sort of do based on how long I've been doing this for and how long they've been with me. And we really do have sort of a, a method to our madness and how we run these sites. Um, and I think the most important thing is that we're providing significant scale uh, for our partners because if we're not going to save them money and provide uh, upside for us, then it's not going to be a proper solution for, for who we work with. Absolutely. I mean, win-win is really the, the way that all of this works together, right? Anytime one person is getting a better part of a deal, um, it's not a great deal. It's not a good deal for anybody, right? And uh, we've, we've often thought about that with our negotiations with acquisitions and stuff. It first comes down to what in the heck do you want? What do you need? And then let's see if we can get what we want. Both of us win. So I, I absolutely love that. Hey, let's talk. You've got a great story about when the pandemic first hit. So we're in, we're recording this in early June of 2021. I'd love to hear you and I were talking about this offline before, but I'd really like you to share with our audience, uh, you know, your February of 2020, what happened? Yeah. So obviously the pandemic was was a very unfortunate and horrible thing for, for so many. Some people that are in the e-com, e-commerce world, you know, saw a significant boom in their business. So, you know, we were blessed to be in the right place at the right time. You know, I certainly put my foot on the gas when I saw an opportunity, but I really lucked into a lot, a lot in general. So, you know, before the pandemic really hit the US market, there was, you know, obviously a lot of chatter about when it was running through Italy and coming into the United States about how there was going to be shortages in PPE. How the United States was going to go on lockdown. And there was this outside potential that everybody was going to have to wear masks. And when I kind of heard that, a little light bulb went off in my head and said, wow, this is, you know, there's really going to be a need for this stuff. And coincidentally, one of my clients is a company called LA Made Clothing based in Los Angeles. And a gentleman named Albert Chang called me and said, hey, Adam, listen, you know, I was just thinking like maybe we, you know, can put masks in all of our orders. And I said, well, that's interesting. Uh, we're only taking about six orders a day right now. I'm not sure we're really going to help people. But, you know, the idea is conceptually sound. Why don't we really try to change the world? And, you know, we'll help people in need. And I launched a website overnight called The Mask Movement. And we basically agreed that he would make the masks and we would sell two masks for $4.50. And then everybody that bought two masks, we would match it and we would add another mask, which we didn't even know the math at this point. We were running so fast and just trying to figure out how to keep his factory open with all the shutdowns that were coming. And that we were actually losing money. Not that that was a bad thing. It was a really significant cause and, and meant something to, to both of us almost immediately, especially once we saw the results. So we turned the lights on and I went live on this website and we sold 12,000 masks for donation um, in the first 40 
48 hours. And we were <laughs> blown away in terms of, oh my God, how are we going to fill, you know, how are we going to backfill this production? You could not get materials. You couldn't even open your warehouse unless you were deemed essential. There were just so many roadblocks. But before the roadblocks really came to fruition, you know, I was getting a little excited about, about the initial response. And so I recorded a little video that was really true and meaningful and from the heart. And I, I was like, we're going to get to 100,000 of these masks in the next three days. Like, let's go. And who knows how far it can go. So I recorded this video. It went viral and we sold another 12,000 masks. So now we had, you know, had generated 25,000 masks for donation. We had identified two hospitals, one in New York, one in LA to donate them from. I called, we could have called any hospital. They would have taken it, even though they weren't, you know, operation grade or, or really we weren't saying these are going to prevent COVID per se, but clearly the need for these, for these items was so drastic. So we're on about day five and now I'm having a panic attack on how we're going to actually get these things made. And I run all my sites on Shopify. I have a very good relationship with Shopify as a platform and Shopify shut the site down. First of all, Adam, did you know that Shopify could do that? You know, it's funny you ask that, you know, I have had one experience with Shopify in the past where they put you on what's called a reserve and, you know, whether it's, you know, a business practice that they're not comfortable with, or they want to do a little bit more diligence at the end of the day, like they basically hold half of your money. Yeah. So, you know, we Can you just, use third party providers, third party payment providers you know, instead what, of Shopify. It's a great question for charitable. There are applications to use for charities and reasons such as this. I personally had never had any charitable websites. I'm in no experience in this exact space. So this caught me by surprise and ultimately led to us not continuing to do the charity for two reasons. Number one, I was basically financing it and I wanted to get all the masks made. And number two, the production became you know, a little overwhelming in a short amount of time once we realized how many hurdles there were to actually get these things made. Well, this And so this is when it starts to get crazy. So, you know, Elbert had made me a very basic white mask as the prototype to give to these hospitals. And we didn't want, I didn't want to make this about fashion. This was about function and production and just getting stuff to these hospitals. Yeah. But, you know, I had come to learn that Elbert had an old vendor that had failed to follow through on some payments. And he had about 400,000 yards of different fabrics in his facility which again, luck and timing, right? He would have never been holding this much fabric. And he was like, oh, well, I could liquidate, you know, I could liquidate some of these fabrics and make masks. And we had a camo mask and we had a tie-dye mask and we had all these different amazing fashion colorways that we put together in, in sort of these sample packs. So I was getting texts from friends and calls and emails like, I need masks, you know, there was nowhere to get this. So I, I remember back, like, I don't know if if you guys, this is going to come out probably late August, but like, do you remember the pandemonium of just trying to, everyone trying to figure this thing out? Like, I remember those feelings. And and similar, we're also clothing manufacturers and we, we did something similar. And it just being like, oh my gosh, there's not enough masks. And then, they're, and then them telling us not to wear them for the reason of saving them for healthcare workers, you know? And it was like, there was so much going on. So much going on that it was it was unfathomable that you know everybody was on lockdown and I literally in my life have never been so overwhelmed and so busy and again very blessed and fortunate to be in the right place at the, at the right time for for a really horrible reason in, in all candor but we were fulfilling a need and I got to tell you the the understanding of people during such a horrific time in terms of timelines for delivery and customer service understandability and the way that people were just so supportive of not only what we we were doing, but just thankful to actually be able to get product. You know, we were truly one of, if not the only game in town for about a 90 day window. And, you know, we, we had to stand up a three PL because we were taking 15 to 20,000 orders a day. I mean, you know, I was sitting in my warehouse, <laughs> like, what am I going to do to get through this? But, you know, we did about 3 
$3 million in about, a, uh, about 120 days. We sold over 350,000 masks and we were on a crazy freight train without any employees. All my staff were locked at home. It was a really, really wild ride. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds just crazy. We're going to just pivot the conversation a little bit here because I really want to get a bit of your your expertise, especially in the operational sort of side. You know, most of the people listening to this are founders or e-com founders and, and have operational issues. When you come into a new company that comes to work with you guys, what is that one like, or maybe maybe even anywhere from like one to three issues that you see, the sort of big linchpins that you can move? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I mean, I think that people realize, especially if there's a bunch of founders that are that are listening to this people realize that running a website has a lot of different compartments and things that need to be addressed by you know i wouldn't say the highest experts in every category but you need to have some experience and know what you're doing um, and there's a cost structure that obviously goes along with doing this and doing it well the biggest benefit that we have or the one thing that we always think about is how can we help our potential clients in more than one of these compartments because at the end of the day i get calls all the time oh we need help with our market Marketing, or we need help with customer service or social. You know, Commerce 12 does not only focus on one on one element. We will not yeah. take on a client unless we're providing operational expertise and most importantly, scale. So gotcha. we, we look for an understanding of what the needs are, whether it be a lot of times it's product build, creative fulfillment, all tend to go to each other, go together. And then we start to layer on the other things to then push the business forward. So if you're coming in from the outside, you need someone to manage your website. You need someone to do all your artwork. You need someone to do your customer service and your social, you know, that may be a three or four person team where you can hire my team as one. And because we have this systematic approach to who we're working with and how to grow these brands, you know, it, it may, you may only be getting 30% of one of my teammates time, but at the end of the day, that's a really, really streamlined teammate that knows exactly what they're doing in that discipline that they're responsible for under our umbrella. I feel like founders these days and business owners in general need to get out of that time mentality, right? Like I do not not necessarily, and maybe some of my employees, maybe it's a little bit different, but I don't love paying for time. I love paying for effectiveness, right? And that is what you get. Like, you know, at, at our agency, I don't know if I've ever had somebody ask, how long did you guys spend on this? Yeah. Right? Is it working or not? Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. Like, is it yeah. working or not? And so if, if you've created a system and they're spending 30% of their day doing that instead of a hundred percent of their day, that is a beautiful system. Also founders know what a headache it gets when you have to start hiring middle management or or your middle management, right? And you're the one that's having to all of these different people that are having to report to you. I love taking that kind of stuff off my plate because I'm horrific at it. Operations is like my least favorite thing in the world to do. So to have yeah. somebody who can actually handle that, it's incredible. Yeah. And I think, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I think at the end of the day, you know, we work with predominantly wholesale manufacturers that are selling direct to third parties. And so when we're selling direct to consumer for our brand, partners, there really is a tremendous amount of margin. Um, so my strategy is to go in with a monthly management fee that is completely consumable. And it's really not, it, it's probably 40 to 50% of the price of them doing it in-house and then provide some upside commission on sales or a delta if we're taking over an existing program of growth. And basically it's very important to us to have skin in the game in, in most, if not all the deals that we do. And it really allows us the elasticity in our base pricing to provide the upside. You know, we're all about the upside. So 
even though we'll be marginally, well, we'll be profitable on our monthly retainer, really the opportunity for Commerce 12 is, is on the upside growth that we bring to the clients, which has been extraordinary, especially during these times. I'm sure. So what are the, what are the right kind of companies to come to you guys for? I mean, obviously you're working with 25 brands right now. What, what is that sort of ideal client that, you know, say somebody's listening to this and I'm so sick of operating my business. I just want to pay someone to do it <laughs> who is incentivized to do it. Who is that perfect brand for you? You know, I've been working in the fashion space for 15 years. I don't necessarily only need to work in fashion, but when you're dealing with products with high turnover, new items, it, it just leads to more work. We want to work, right? We like to work yeah. and we like to prove our worth. So at the end of the day, I, I wouldn't necessarily just classify it as fashion as much as I would say anybody that has a consistent product flow. You know, if we're selling- That's what I'm looking for when I'm buying businesses too, because it's you always have something new to talk to the customer about. That's exactly right. And so, you know, if we were selling light bulbs, we would love to sell light bulbs. But at the end of the day, you could take one picture of a light bulb and that light bulb stays the same for the next 20 years, right? So with things like fashion or things that have constant product flow, we're always writing new copy. We're always taking new imagery. We always have something new to talk about to advertise to market. So I'd say those are probably the best fit clients for us. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Uh, I got to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? That's a great question. I should have been a little bit more prepared. I would say the secret to scaling or our secret, I should say, for Commerce 12 is exactly how you opened up the call. We understand that any deal that we do, uh, any relationship that we have has to be mutually beneficial. And we need to essentially solve not only an operational problem for our potential partners, but also a costing problem. So our secret is really just providing a true valued service at a fraction of the cost at what it would charge, what someone else would pay to bring it in-house and treat it as if it was our own. So there's some concern out there like, oh, well, if we if we outsource this, or if we don't own this, that you know, you're sort of losing a little bit of the intimacy of, of your brand. And, and our point to that is you're not losing anything because we're incentivized to help grow this. So yeah. You know, I would say our secret is really leveraging our operational expertise and passing on those savings to our partners. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I got three more questions for you here. Great. I hope you are ready for these ones. <laughs> Favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Wow. I would say the favorite tool that we have in our company right now would be Klaviyo. It's a great email platform, provides a tremendous amount of flows for us, really good partners, growing, doing things the right way. I would definitely say that Klaviyo is, is a major partner for Commerce 12. Is that something you guys do in-house or do you guys outsource that? So we do all of the deployment reporting, flow building, analyzation reporting, management, but clearly the email sends and the platform-based that we use is, is Klaviyo, but everything else we do in-house. Okay. Okay. Interesting. That, I mean, you guys just, I love hearing what you guys are doing. I, I, especially from, I also, you know, own an agency and just hearing what you guys are doing is uh, very inspiring for me. So sorry. Second question for you, a favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now. So I'm not a big audiobook listener. I would say my favorite podcast is run by a gentleman named Jordan West and he does a <laughs> fabulous job. <laughs> you're my immediate favorite. <laughs> Perfect. Well, it just happens to be that you're on this podcast. Oh so my God, right. That just, just, <laughs> yeah, that works out incredibly well. It just um, <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, okay. If you could spend an hour with anybody, they have to be alive. You could have some coffee, tea, beer, wine. Who would it be? You know, I, I would think that most entrepreneurs would say somebody in the business sector. I would probably say my number one would probably be LeBron James. I think oh. that I'm a huge basketball fan. I come from a family of basketball players, more so on my 
my my my children. And I find that he, aside from basketball, has really taken his basketball platform and done some amazing things and stands for all the right things. So if I had to sit with somebody for an hour, I think it would be him. Awesome. That's a great answer. Any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? I feel like you there's we just kind of tapped into what you do. Any parting words of wisdom? No, I mean I think that, you know, I think that, you know, without being too too deep and emotional, you know, I think at least with my mask experience you know, it sort of was a culmination, a combination of my 20 years or 15 years of doing everything in e-commerce where all of your ups, downs, skill sets, strengths and weaknesses sort of all culminate in one time. And you look back on a situation like that and realize like, wow, I was really able to use all these experiences to make something happen that was so extraordinary that if I didn't have all this experience, um, I would have made a tremendous amount of mistakes. And especially through something that was 120 days sprint, right? Mm. Um, so, so I guess my message would be just to, just to realize that everything is somewhat of a path and every day that you're doing things along that path, you're learning good, bad, and indifferent, and just to be ready for your moment. Cause you really never know when it's going to happen. And I think that I, I was very fortunate during a very unfortunate time to hit that moment and have some of these past experiences to help guide me. That's great. I absolutely love that. Where can people find out more about you and more about commerce 12? So my name is Adam Hannon and, uh, our website is wwwcommerce 12 O-M-M-E-R-C-E-1-2.com. Um, I'd be happy to hear from anybody anytime. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. We'll make sure to put that all in the show notes and I'm looking forward to staying in touch. I appreciate your time so much and thanks for the opportunity. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.